Bad at Parties is sponsored by Abbey Art Seattle and the Ballard Homestead, music, arts, and community events for people of all ages and incomes. With reoccurring events including the Moth Story Slam, Cathedrals, and The Round, there's always an event when you're in Seattle. Check out Abbey Art's online calendar for intimate performances by many of the artists featured on Bad at Parties. Learn more about this nonprofit organization and how you can attend, volunteer, and host events at fremontabbey.org. Hey gang, this is Andy Zook, and you're listening to Bad at Parties, one-on-one conversations with artists at the corner of the party. This is a very, very special episode to me. It's the end of the year. This is the show's 50th episode, if you can believe that. And I had the great opportunity to reconnect with an old friend of mine, Chris Hansen. Chris and I played music together about a decade ago in a band around Seattle, which actually ended in a very real falling out between the two of us. I'm sure that many of you future ghosts are familiar with the process of losing a friend. And this was a very fast experience between two people that saw each other every day that went to years of distance. It was an absolute gift to talk with Chris again on the podcast, celebrate what a talented, creative person this man is, and reconnect talking through what he is currently working on. But before we begin, I've included a link to Chris's current project, and I really want to encourage you to click on that link. It will take you to a website for the project we're going to discuss in the middle of this episode. But really, stop, click on the link for Cedrus, that's C-E-D-R-U-S, or go straight to wearecedrus.com if you feel so inclined, put in your email, connect with Chris and his wife Jess when their GoFundMe launches this year. Very cool stuff they're making, you'll hear all about it. That's it. I'm also going to let you know that after 50 episodes, all of your words of encouragement, and as this coming new year approaches, Bad at Parties is going to go on an extended break for the foreseeable future. Well, I, your host, Andy Zook, work on a few upcoming projects. Thank you so much for listening, offering your support, and being a future ghost. If you'd like to stay connected after you check out Cedrus, which I'm sure you already did, make sure you follow Bad at Parties on Facebook to get an alert for the next chapter in this process. Okay, here's the music again. It's been amazing. I so appreciate you listening. And so with that, here we go. Chris Hansen. to the most is Rob Bell's The Robcast. Oh yeah? I've heard such good things about it and I've listened to all of the Rob Bell episodes that he did with Pete. Yeah. And I've loved them. Yeah. And I also really want to read his new book. Yeah, I just finished it. Oh, did you? What's it called again? It's Um, called What is the Bible? (coughs) What is the Bible? Start with that. That's... (laughs) Like getting into podcasts? Well, podcasts, but just Rob Bell mainly is just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just the whole idea of there being a God or a oneness or a source mm-hmm. or whatever it might be is something that I've come into in the last year or two and kind of was just got to a point where I was like, just fuck all of yeah. it. We're mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. This isn't a thing. 
And we're, you know, and I think when I found the Robcast, I just went, oh, this is somebody who's using similar language to describe things mm-hmm. in a way that makes it feel fresh and new and actually makes me excited about everything that's going on, mm-hmm. not just like this one group of people that say they're right and yeah. want me to agree with them. Right. Well, and I feel like what I've really loved about listening to the stuff that I have with Rob Bell and like the podcast that he's had and like at least just listening on the Pete Holmes stuff is... And I would say this about Pete Holmes, too, and a lot of the good podcasters I listen to, um, is that they're creating a space in which they're having this conversation that is big enough for you to have your own opinions in. Mm -hmm. Whereas so many of those other churches or religious environments or whatever they are, Mm -hmm. are saying, this is what you are supposed to think, and then you can either be there with them or not be there at all. And he's just being like, be here. You're also part of this conversation. Yeah, and he started off interviewing people a lot. Well, he started off kind of sharing some ideas, and then he interviewed people a lot. And then lately it's been, I'm going to talk for 45 minutes about this idea. And maybe you've heard this idea before, but I'm going to tell it to you in a way that you probably haven't heard before. Yeah. And he's not, not coming at it like, I'm arrogant, I know how to like say this in a way that nobody else has. Which he is, and he can do. Which totally, and, right. and there, I think... That's, not that he's arrogant, that he no, is saying things in a way that he is, but that's but that's that's been like the main thing where I've talked to people that that have any sort of frustration with what he's doing in the world hmm. is they'll say, well, he he takes ideas that have names and that have positions and histories and just says, hey, you know this thing that you've heard of from the and you basically you heard this one opinion, yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you a different way, but he doesn't ever tell you where it comes from. <laughs> and so all of a sudden you have an idea and a perspective that comes with a name and an opinion, but you don't know what that name and that opinion is. Right. Which for me actually allows me to like let go of a lot of the baggage mm-hmm. and go, well, I don't have to fucking know. Right. I don't have to know. No, because... It doesn't matter for me. No, and it's such a small <laughs> deal. I mean, I mean, I look at what you're doing right now with Cedrus. Um, is that how we say it? Mm-hmm. Cedrus? Yeah. I yes. thought I looked at a bunch. Um, <laughs> Good. Really stared at the letters. <laughs> yeah, you're like, God, how does that spell? Yeah, this Cedrus. is... Cedrus. 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 So, I mean, like, looking at that stuff and thinking about that in very much a similar idea of, hey, here is kind of some assumptions that you have around what we had been doing before. I'm going to kind of ooh, start to tell your story for you, and I'm sorry for that. But no, great. when you had been doing leatherworking and engaging with that, Mm -hmm. to then come to a place where you're saying, like, yes, of course, I I love this art form, I love creating in this space, but I don't have to engage in all of these things that are the baggage that come with that. Mm -hmm. The the death of an animal, all these different Mm -hmm. pieces. This is literally just showing you that I watched (laughs) watched, uh, (laughs) your promo. This is literally all that this proves. No, I appreciate that. That's, I mean... It it's was, a good promo. Thank you. Thank you. Because we showed it and thought we had spread it and then found out that not even everyone that we knew had seen it. Dude, it's... Okay, so you had Cedrus. This is this new project that you and your wife, Jess, are yeah. making. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because I didn't know about it until that you had launched this Kickstarter until it had canceled. 
Like, dude, you're the second person. That and it's it's one of those algorithm things. Like God that's an attention it. grabber. Oh, it canceled. Like that's what we noticed. The the traumatic experience. Yeah. Not the help us celebrate with us. Yeah, that's that's the fr- that's so frustrating. That that it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my friend David Lawrence, who's in um, Orlando, Florida, texted me last night and right. said, "Hey, I, I I just watched your Kickstarter video, and I was like." Great. <laughs> Great. Thanks, man. Like, he's like, can I make you a wallet? Or can, can you make me a wallet? Can you, like, can you do something? And everyone's all of a sudden, like, yeah. here. And so, yeah, I, I honestly, I knew that there had been changes to social media platforms, but I didn't understand the degree to which that affects your ability to yep. get ideas out to people. Mm-hmm. Until I had a conversation with my sister. We were already a couple weeks through the campaign, and she goes, oh, you know, this is totally different. It's totally different thing. And I was like, oh, I, I know it's changed. And she goes, no, 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 no. Like, you don't understand. Right. Like, once you post, if you don't get people liking it right away, mm-hmm. no one will ever see it. Right. Momentum is the name of the game right Yeah. Now. And literally, right now, that's the name of the game and will probably change. So, yeah. you had had a successful Kickstarter before with Pack yeah. Animal. Yep. Which I didn't know about until it was a thing that was completed, <laughs> which is maybe more about how little I engage with social media most of the time. But um, I'm getting better at it. Yeah. Um, but you had done that Kickstarter saying, like, and you had, like, blown it out of the water, right? I feel like you raised, like, a lot of money. Yeah, is we did a, right? we did $104,000 in 30 days. Tight. It was cool. I mean, we, we, we started a company with our best friends, Mike and Jenny Lindquist, who we dearly love still and and um we're able to do amazing things with and jenny is a super talented photographer mm-hmm. and just social media personality and they're both really really cool and into vintage custom motorcycles right so we kind of paired my experience at filson and through the bonds of our friendship created this thing right that was super fun to be a part of and generated a ton of momentum and was still at a time when most of the platforms on social media were direct feed, or at least Instagram right. was direct feed. Right. It was linear. Yep. It was natural. It was an uncontrolled process by and large. So if you have people following you and they you post something, yep. they're going to see it if they're looking. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, um, yeah. So, I, I mean, we don't need to talk about social media too much because it's, it's – I mean, <laughs> if we're going to talk about it, it's – Today, I was literally sitting in a coffee shop going, this has always been a game, but it's a game where the rules are always changing, Yeah, and mm-hmm. I've never been good at playing the game to begin with, but right when I think, like, ha-ha, I have an upper hand, <laughs> I've done this shit before, right. or at least seen it done, Yeah, and then I go to play my hand, and someone's like, oh, we changed the rules. Dude. It doesn't work anymore. I think that's a metaphor for most of my experience. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Not just in social media. No. Just on a daily basis. Oh, gosh. It's it can, it's crazy. No, and for sure. I, I feel the same way. I mean, God, I mean, I was sitting in a coffee shop today, and I was just like, I. sometimes I just feel really old. Hmm. And I'm only 29. Right. But I'm like, and sometimes I feel very young, but like. Well, that's how you look. You look very old. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm, I'm... Super old. Super old. Yeah. No, so you're feeling really old. Yeah, but, but dude, it was, it's crazy. But um, lots, of, lots of fun. I mean, I think, I think the thing that, that is exciting to me about it is 
I think out of failure, you can learn a lot. Absolutely. And this is something that I've been, I, I learned about while we were succeeding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was listening to different podcasts and, and heard some TED Talks about failure and was reading some books about it and was um, kind of taking previous experiences and kind of looking back on my life and going, okay, like times when there was things that were difficult, like what did, what did that look like? And right. what did I learn from those things? And maybe those are things that shape me mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that I can learn from. And so it's, it's been interesting in this to, to put ourselves out there at a thing that's apparently less vulnerable than I thought it was mm-hmm. <laughs> because less people than I thought knew about what was going on actually knew, but was still very social and vulnerable. Right. And I think that, I think that there's this, the term vulnerable has been kind of co-opted in social media. Totally. To not really, it's kind of like the word literally, like vulnerable means vulnerable as literally means literally now at day and age. Interesting. Like most people are being like, oh, it's so vulnerable of you to post that, like, it's like, no, you controlled the situation so totally. much so that you could totally. only look good. Like, vulnerable is like, hey, I'm going to try this and maybe no one will see it and I'll just feel, and I will, in my own loneliness, be unrecognized for my pain. Like, that's fucking vulnerable to be like, less than 100 people uh, know about this. Oh, shit. That's yeah. vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't, all of a sudden you find out that you don't have this huge platform or this huge soapbox you're standing on. You're mm-hmm. like, no, I was just like, it was as though I was standing on a street corner. Right. Um, and there was a few people that heard as they walked past. Right. And a few friends that came out to support. Right. Vulnerable is being capable of being ignored. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's, I mean, I've learned so much more from it. And I'm excited to be continuing to go. And, I mean... Over the last year, we've had the opportunity to downgrade all of our expenses and be able to focus all of our time on being with our daughter and working on this company, Hmm. which has been amazing. It's like, what a gift, right? Absolutely. Um, And so it's taken this experience to go like, oh, this situation that we have is rare. Like, people don't get to do this. Mm -mm. And like... It's, it's a sacrifice, like, not being, like, here where our friends and our, our like, our life has been and being over across the water is, is, is really interesting. Um, we live in Bellevue. Right. Um, and you had been living on the west side. Yeah, we had been living here. Proper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I I'd lived in this area for 10 years and then moved mm-hmm. over, and so. Do you think, like, moving out of what is, I will say, like, Seattle and Bellevue, these are both very much cities. This is even considered by many one city. It's just yeah. different taxes yeah, involved yeah, yeah. in it. But um, there is a very different community. I mean, you just look at the landscape of Bellevue to be a lot less oriented for kind of walk-in traffic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's much more, I mean, I think about the Bellevue Mall as kind of like, that's like the hub and where a lot of people do, how, do think about Bellevue. Um, whereas Seattle, a lot of people you know, think about, oh, let's look at a picture of Pike Place Market or something ridiculous. Totally. Either, of these, are n- either of these are, like, not actually what these cities are. Um, yeah. But I think that it's, you know, moving from one place to another, you're now moving into the place where it can be very easy to be like, I don't know what the cool piece of this is. I'm not connected to the community here that knows where the, like, the grassroots um, artistic movements are coming from. 
which is how you gain support for things like totally. this. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And and that's been, I think, a huge part of our growing in it has been initially when we moved there, we were like, this is temporary. We're still made like made in Seattle. We're still doing everything there. We're still like our, our audience and the place we identify with mm-hmm. is still Seattle and we're still going to be there. We're still doing that. Um, and switching that up to say, no, we're making these things in Bellevue, mm-hmm. like, and identifying and, and not only not being ashamed of, of that, but actually taking pride and going like, no, this, this is made like right as you get down from, from the, you know, the Cascades and this like beautiful little area right across the water from Seattle. Oh yeah. It's gorgeous over there. It's amazing. And it's really interesting. I mean, the, the neighborhood that we live in is, is called Crossroads or Lake Hills, mm-hmm. which is this super diverse, really beautiful, mm. um, just global community of people. So, I mean, when you go to the Crossroads Mall, which is, so the Bellevue Mall is about a mile down Northeast 8. So mm-hmm. you go towards the mountains another mile and you have people from all over the world living in this area and there's people like the classic old men playing chess on the like giant chess pieces and all of these different foods and people from different parts of the world mixed with you know people that have grown up in Bellevue or whatever so I, I both loved enjoying that and then also loved starting to understand culturally and politically mm. what created Bellevue in the first place right which, I, I mean, there, it's so easy to pigeonhole any place that you're moving into and mm-hmm. have that mentality that you were talking about a second ago where you're yeah. saying, oh, we're still doing Seattle. That's still where we identify. And then being able to say, like, when do I let go of that? Like, and not let go as in, like, abandon that, but when do I let go of my resistance to where I actually am? And yeah. say, like, this can also be part of yeah. me. Yeah, and I think... I, I think what you just said is really beautiful mm-hmm. that um, letting go of kind of this idea of, of where you want to be or where you most identify with and just saying, this is where I actually am. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, transparency, vulnerability, these are all words that like you said, have kind of been coined yes. um, with business and with social media and marketing and kind of the, the like art quote unquote that like goes along with that. But I think, I think the transition from being somebody that's sort of making an effort to, to project something versus being somebody that is just sort of like mirroring what's actually going on is, is really interesting and has been really interesting for me and it's is kind of like what we try to do with the video that we shot right like the vision that that we kind of had for it was disarmingly simple right I mean the full the full beginning of it just like shots of our kids shots of our dog shots of like yeah. rather than like here's beautiful crazy graphic design just like well this is Jess drawing with a sharpie well this is the concept I have a pen, I have a piece of paper, yeah. here's the idea. And yeah. it's like, I don't need more than that. And it's a really yeah. moving, beautiful video still. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely like 
long and like we know the statistics of how many people actually finished the video. Was it long? Is it long and like it's, it's five minutes long. It's like close to five minutes long. It's like four minutes and thirty seconds. I didn't feel like it was long. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I feel like if you're connected to maybe it, I'm old. <laughs> maybe you're yeah, or like maybe you like you have a reason to care. True, I'm and invested. I, yeah, like like we we go back a long time, and mm-hmm. so. Like, I made something, you find out I'd Not as canceled. long as the video is, but a long time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. God. Yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. There's so many moving pieces. But something, we were talking at the beginning of our conversation about Rob Bell. Right. And something that he likes to talk about, and something that I've, like, taken a lot of inspiration from and identify with is that, that amidst a, a time in history and a time of my life where much of what's going on in the world can be identified by little like sound bites and bits and pieces mm. mm-hmm. that there's a lot of he would call it like treble there's a lot of like this like mm. high range frequency that's going on and it's everywhere right. and there's and there's like there's there's cool things that can be done with that and i his observation and like something that that I really identify with is that there, there, there is, or there can be an absence of shit that actually matters. (laughs) You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like there's a lot of stuff that does matter that's going on in our, in our world. And and there's a lot of things, there's a lot of, of people and organizations that are able to communicate movingly using the mediums that are given today. Right. And, to kind of put this in the perspective of like what you had been doing, it's also hard that there can be so much shit that doesn't matter because people, the the beauty and like the idea of something being uh, organic or, or like original or something like that yeah. has been co-opted and it's been like mechanized of, oh, this is how you create that image. This is how we... Um, take a Bonnie Bear or a Munford and Sons or something like totally. that. And now we can mass produce that and we can really um, take that with any type of visual thing on any type of social media or any type of marketing and say, okay, we know how the mechanism works. We're just going to copy paste. And so it's hard to not only uh, sort through that, but know what is shit that matters and what is shit that doesn't matter because it can all start to look the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, something that I really value and begin to value is, is artistic expressions that aren't only copy and pasted, but yes. are, are, you start to draw, draw, I start to draw blank in describing this a little bit because I really think that all, all art in one way or another is taking fragments of things that are around you right. and channeling them together. But there are there are art forms or there are artists or people that are in the business of selling art mm-hmm. that are taking something that was a true and honest expression and going, oh, that's popular, and grabbing it yes. and canning it and then selling it. And, and also the turnover that, it can be so fast. Like you create, mm-hmm. of, of especially if you create something visual, yeah. and you are somebody who does have $104,000 in backing for something like this. A massive company is keeping their ear to the ground looking for those trends yeah. and within 24 hours can move the ball fast enough to take that, reproduce it in their factory yeah. and sell it for a third of the price. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like now, and we didn't have that experience, and I think a lot of it was because like the way that we that with that project, like the way that we approached that was taking something that like you literally can't <laughs> do that. You're right. Like there are not systems and and uh, supply chains set up that allow for that to happen. Absolutely. Like it takes months. It takes so long. Right. Which like, is such a funny concept to like move to this place where the drive is for something that literally can't be mass produced. Like, yeah. That is what I feel like so much of uh, our culture is desperate for. Yeah. Is like, please give me something that can't be packaged and pressed. Totally. Totally. And while at the same time, something that I, st- I start getting really excited about is not, not just the packaging and pressing, but is like, is the, the art form of, or the, 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 the discipline and the, the industry of taking something complicated, like, like I have a Filson bag sitting right. next to me right mm-hmm. now. Which is beautiful. It was just a beautiful bag um, that I've had for years. And taking something that is complicated and boiling each aspect of it down to, to uh, something that can be observed and studied and being able to do it and build it in a way that that is efficient hmm. and that is... Um, that is fun, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely, because you do need to be, make these things replicable and, and like, sustainable. Of course, it's economic, or, um, it's, like, environmentally sustainable, this thing that you're doing with Cedrus, Mm -hmm. but it needs to be sustainable for you, Chris Hansen, who has hands that deteriorate and are tired. Totally, totally. And so, and so, yeah, the the act, I mean, anything, whether you're writing a song or you're, painting something or designing something or like building something and mm-hmm. like um this portion of like the thing that I'm working on right now happens to be like building things right is you know it takes time it takes effort every time you take something that doesn't exist and you order the raw materials and you cut it up and you fold it up and you you make something out of it like that there's that's like that's energy yeah you and know I, I want to talk about that I want to talk about actually like where you're getting these materials from because you talk about it in the video and it's really cool yeah um, but I want to go back to a thing you said about yeah. um, n- things that aren't new existing or like not being able to create new things in artistic mediums and like kind of the oh everything's been done before kind of idea that you were talking about and I think that I don't know you and I experience this a lot in art forms whether it's music there's only this many notes it's colors there's only this many color options yeah like so what if you're making a physical thing that does have some utility to it like all of us are and i think that this idea has been hitting me a bunch lady lately lady all of us this has been hitting me a lot lady um (laughs) that (laughs) fuck her uh we only deal with with physical material or or or, um we're dealing with this material world that we have around us we Mm. only have this matter um and it exists and this is it we're not going to eventually have other matter from outside places being like oh this is a new element like people are finding other elements but we're probably not using them in art Mm. um and so no matter if it's a bag or something that does have utility to it or it is a more traditional classic art that doesn't have utility to it. Yeah. So what? Like, you're still always creating 
with the same amount of farmers, and you can still always create something new and and and, and genuine. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that, and and there's, I mean, wouldn't, I mean, maybe not. Wouldn't you say that it's the fact that there is a finite amount or a seemingly finite amount of resources or or colors or mm-hmm. notes is actually the thing that ends up driving creativity. Sure. Um, in, to a degree that, I mean, there are an infinite amount of colors or notes or whatever, but the fact that the recognizable ones or the traditionally used ones mm-hmm. lie within, you know, eight notes with varying... You know, we played music together. So much of when you and I played music yeah. together, this was a piece of it, and it's still so much a piece of when I talk with music musicians. Like, yeah. you have to set the limitations on yourself, yeah. because otherwise, you could create anything, and that anything is stifling. Yeah, yeah, and so the fact that there is a finite resource allows you to to approach it in different ways and go, okay, well, what if we turn that around? What if we what if we use something else to 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 make this different or to make this mm-hmm. something else and um, and that's why you continue to have innovation absolutely and that's fascinating right I mean it's it's pretty cool it's really cool so to go to where you were going before with the <laughs> materials now that I'm totally lost now that you're totally <laughs> lost this is my trick this is the trick I'm fuck you Andy sorry dog um so with that, you're using materials and you it's coming at that with a different vision. And I see you guys doing that. Like that Jess has to in the video where you're talking about these are the things we're creating, she says these are the materials that we're using. She has she's explaining this tree can yeah. have this pulled from it once a year. She's explaining like this is how we use these materials. Not because it's something that everybody watching the video knows, but because probably everyone watching that video does not know these facts. Yeah. That yeah. is taking new vision into it. Yeah, and that's why we got really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just like a little bit of backstory about how we found that, mm-hmm. or how Jess found that, was um, uh, when we launched our the, like the company in like the first rendition uh, back last year. It was last November, so like almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first meetings that I had was with a, with a buddy of mine, Curtis Romju, who That's runs... That's a rad name. Yeah, <laughs> he runs First Aid Arts. Oh, um, okay. It's a local nonprofit, and they do, um, they do training for trauma care providers. So they have an arts-based uh, therapy that has... You know, Carlene Brown actually sits on their board mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of other people. But Lovely they have, professor of Oh, arts. amazing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they have, you know, like Harvard, Stanford, you know, studies and things that have gone into creating their, their curriculum and their, their training, and they're able to, to help people and coming out of all sorts of terrible things. And then also, um, work with people who are just in a daily grind and need things to kind of practice self-care. Yes. So Curtis and I started talking about this product we wanted to design and we we did it uh we made mm. something called the art field kit and so it's mm. a, it's a portfolio that has a really beautiful um like thick page uh, watercolor notebook in it and then watercolor pencils and like some really nice micron pens and graphite pencils and a, a watercolor brush so you can drag pigment around on the page mm. um so we we designed and built 
uh, canvas and leather version and an all leather version with two different price points. Hmm. And the first place we were able to show this to people was at Timber Music Festival out in Carnation. Cool. So we went out, we had a booth there, we were there for three days. Penny was running around, my daughter, and um, was, and we were just talking to people about what we're doing and what we're building. And, um, and, uh, and so while we were doing that, we were watching like Grace and Curtis talk about this thing they're working on, which is so specific. Right. Like we train people that help people come out of difficult situations in life. Right using arts-based methods yes. that aren't traditional talk therapy. Like mm-hmm. you, I mean, you know all about this. Right. This is what These you are, do, yeah. right? This is what I did, yeah, yeah. non-traditional interventions. Yeah. yeah, and so this is what they do, and they found a very, very um, unique spot. And the thing that's cool is, like, it just makes sense. They start talking about it, and there's, like, there's not a lot of cognitive dissonance between, like, wait, you do this and you also do this? Like, what, what? Like, right. um, and Jess and I were, like, talking to the same people that were coming to our tent, and we mm-hmm. had a, we had come up with this phrase we were using. We were, like, yeah, like, our goal is to improve people's lives. Like, we want to design things that are so integrated with somebody's daily experience that it can become a part of them, that, that you know, that, that that they can could seamlessly pick up whatever bag or accessory they're using, and it could just be something that makes sense. Like, uh, they don't right. have to fuss with it and worry it's an about extension. it. Exactly. Yeah, as naturally as you can manipulate your hand to pick something up, you can manipulate this bag to carry something that you're so exactly. familiar with. Exactly. Yeah. I, today I just read the description for the new iPhone that's coming out, and mm-hmm. they use this exact same language. Right. Right. This is, this is the language where, I mean, there's this concept that's really popular right now around technology, yeah. which what you're describing is a technology. It's a low-tech technology, exactly. but it's a technology exactly. of how do we make... And a lot of people would say that currently we're in an Android phase where we, our bodies are built directly into our phones or devices because yeah. of how consistently they have become part of our lives, that we are actually less without these devices. That, yeah. 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 That's, and that's a whole big thought. No, I, I love that thought, and I love thinking about, like, what... What you could teach kids in school if the primary focus of their education isn't memorizing facts that are already in front of them. Absolutely. Like, how, what can you teach people about interacting with each other in the world mm-hmm. if you're not only focusing on, like, well, you need to know, like, your times tables and you need to know these historical events, which, like, I think people do need to, like, transfer some of that information into their core knowledge. Right, but instead, know about utility. Know about how mm-hmm. to think about this in abstract ways. Yeah, like training people how to think, which is like, that's one of the most exciting parts about this this place we're starting to be, like, to arrive at, or that we're beginning within, like, every, we're, we're all talking about the age of information. We're at the, we're at the mm-hmm. beginning of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pull you back to where you were before. So you're <laughs> creating, do, you're creating yeah, yeah, things, yeah. you're at Timber, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're talking about that same idea yeah, yeah, yeah. with the things that you're making. Really big, really big rabbit trail. No, it's good. Those are the fun parts. That's real life. That's yeah, how yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, so we're creating these things at Timber, and we, we said, like, we exist to improve people's lives. And we exist to, um, yeah, like, we want to help people. Mm-hmm. And the same people that you're talking about this with, your other friends who are doing arts. Yeah. Uh, aid. Yeah, first aid arts, yeah. First aid arts, thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they're they're doing the same thing, and and we're talking about beauty in the world, and we're talking about the you know like emotional health with people, and we're talking about mm-hmm. like holistic sustainability, and so we kind of talk about all of those things, and then people go, well, how are you doing that? And we go, well, we make leather goods, and they're like, peace, yeah, I'm gone, yeah, absolutely, because like, because they're going like. Well, they don't have a model. Yeah, you're going, like, what, what are you talking about? Like, so you're, like, killing animals and taking their skin and making things out of them so that you can help people and help the planet. And so then we started doing a bunch of research. Like, this is month, This is before timber. We're doing research on, like, the meat industry that fuels right. the leather industry. Right. And we're looking at, like, we don't actually have a food shortage in the world or a resource shortage we have a giant fucking distribution problem absolutely right Mm -hmm. so there's a ton of resources that go into raising livestock and slaughtering them and transporting their meat and so like vegetarianism and like veganism became something that we started getting really excited about Mm. but then we're making stuff out of leather and we're like well what the fuck do we do with that (laughs) right so we were we're developing and oh so you're seeing the cognitive dissonance not only in people but you're also feeling that mirrored in yourself. yeah it's in ourselves Mm, we're going like shit like this is all we know like well i think that that's i'm really impressed (laughs) by that story because i was so ready for you to be like oh these people didn't get it but the story ends with being like oh and we had to check ourselves no, so, that's what it, that's exactly what oh, it was. Oof. Like we got in a huge fight actually. Mm. Like on our way home from Timber, we were like yelling at each other in the right. car because we were just like, "Well, what the fuck are we going to do?" Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like we started a leather goods company. Yeah. And before that, we had another leather goods company. Right. And before that, we were traveling around the US selling yeah. vintage leather goods. <laughs> right. So, like unless we're just going to scrap all of it, like what the fuck are we going to do dude and let's go back to the very beginning of our conversation where we're talking about like the pain of like growing up in religion the, like listening to things like rob bell and being yeah. like oh this is a different way i can look at some yeah. of this but like you have to first hit this moment where that i think all of us hit in whatever thing we're doing in life where we say holy shit i'm wrong yep that's it that's it and then what do you do and like you either pretend no no, no i'm not wrong and you deny it. Yeah. Or you embrace it and you say, I have to change. I have to change because I yeah. am aware now. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, and the pain of change. The oh, pain. man. <laughs> well, there's what you just said is there's so many levels that we can go with that. And like, um, we've got a lot of time. We're doing great. That's awesome. Because like that, I mean, that's actually like something that I was like kind of excited to like talk to you about specifically yeah. was just like. Like if like diverting for a second from like present day mm-hmm. and thinking back to like when you and I spent the majority of our time together. Yes. Like seven up up like uh, for a, a decade ago, starting a decade ago, yeah. you and I were playing music together many times a week, playing multiple shows a month. Mm-hmm. Like that was as much. It was a full time job. Multiple shows a month in the beginning, and then like. Every single... And then constantly, yeah. Like, yeah. only increasing in, in, like, frequency. Yeah. Until at some point, I was just like, fuck it, I'm out. Hmm. 
I would tell the story differently where I was a dick. This is my oh, memory. Crazy. See, this is this was actually the thing that I was like most excited about. Uh, like, same. Not just excited about, but I was like, what if we could have that conversation? What? Right? Okay, so what I let's start at the end for this thing that why we are talking and why I think that you and I are able to talk about these things yeah. is because there was, let's talk, acknowledge there was some rupture. There yeah. was some like pain in this. You invited me to your wedding. Like prior to us really reconnecting, you had reached out when you were marrying Jess and were like, come to my wedding. Like mm. be there because you were an important part of my life. And I think you are an important part mm. of my life. And I felt so honored and loved in that and felt like so given the opportunity like that grace mm. hands to someone and i feel like that's why so i want to end with wow. i want to start with that like i feel like i can invite you to do this conversation wow. and reach out because you took a ceremony you took wow. a moment and said be here with me now wow yeah that's amazing yeah that's how i think about that that's amazing you referenced that in the car earlier when we were when we were driving that like the last time we really saw each other was at my wedding right which, I mean, and that's a funny thing. It's saying, like, be, be in this with me. And yeah. then life doesn't allow that. We weren't able. And that's not the problem. No. Like, you can be distant, but not be living in, like, your own pain of mm. the distance that was created. Yeah. 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 Wow. But we were in a band before. We were in a band <laughs> before, yeah. We had a lot of, yeah. I mean, we were in a couple bands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that... It was, I mean, there's, actually, now that I'm, like, thinking about everything, like, there are so many levels at which to discuss or not discuss <laughs> events around that time sure. that, um, that, man, I, like, I don't even know where to begin, but, um, but I, I guess the thing that I, that I said before and the thing that, like, I was, I've been, like, wanting to say or, or, or communicate or um, have a conversation about was like for some reason there's a moment in our friendship that like mm. really stuck sticks out to me yeah and I don't know if you remember this um, but one night when you and Heather had like just started dating mm. like you called me and we like and we we went and you were you guys were having a hard time and we went like down to the canal yeah and we were like smoking cigarettes yep and you were explaining to me like like something that was like painful and difficult for you and i and i took like your pain and said well like well if you were like if you weren't being an idiot <laughs> it would be fine like don't you know that i'm right andy <laughs> like don't you know that like the answers are already there right and and uh, like Man, like, I don't think after I said that I, I understood, like, what like what I what was happening. But there was like there was cognitive just like present day like cognitive dissonance with mm -hmm. with my like company right. and with what we're doing with leather goods. There's where there was like this building mounting cognitive dissonance with me where where like I coming into school at SPU was like a very, very, very conservative person who mm. was very sure that I was right. Right. And I was very sure 
that everybody else was wrong. Mm-hmm. And that year that we played in the band with... We were doing with promotional every, music for the school yeah. with a band called Unlimited. Yeah, yep. Unlimited. That year it like was really formative for me in a lot of ways because I was like, oh, wait, there's all these other people that have like totally different belief structures around a very similar idea. Hmm. And this hmm. thing that I've chosen to be a part of says that I'm the only one that's right. Right. So I can't continue to be a part of this. But then I still went back and became a part of it. Right. Which... Because also it was paying us a lot of money to be a part of it, which yeah. was really helpful. And we got to play music. Like, yeah. there were all of these strong yeah. reinforcers yeah. to be I'm, a part of I'm being... I'm realizing that I'm being really, like... Uh, like, I'm trying not to be specific. And I'm just going to... Like, I think I just need to be specific. Yeah, you like, can talk about it. Yeah, I yeah. feel comfortable talking about cool. this. Cool. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, well, just that, like, for me, I mean, the thing that I'm talking about is, like... When I got to school, like, I, I immediately started attending church at Mars Hill Church in mm-hmm. Ballard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the tribe that I came from said, that's a good thing to do. Right. Absolutely. And, exactly. And so, and so I started being a part of that. And when I started school, when I started sophomore year, I went to a service at one of their locations. And I got spontaneously baptized. Woo! <laughs> and then three weeks later, Which, I left. Right. Peace out. Like, you were like, and I'm no longer a part of this? Yeah. Dude, you got the goods and you got out. Yeah, dude. I, got, <laughs> I was like, it was so weird. Like, just the fact that I did that, now I'm like, God, like, that's crazy. But, like, I left. I was like, I can't do this. Because, like, like, but then I came back to it mm. a couple years later. Right. And that was, I think, a, was that reintroduction through music as well? Kind of. I met some people. I met um, a guy named Willie Bravenek who was going there. He's like super talented designer mm-hmm. and was going to SPU. And we uh, we had a lot of long conversations about it. Jess was going there for the time a little bit. There was a lot of people. And, and yeah, a lot of it was music. Like there mm-hmm. was this amazing music. And I know you've talked to other people like about that specific oh, Mars group Hill, of musicians. Yeah, Mars Hill had amazing musicians. Yeah. It was a great place to get in. They had all of this gear that they were re- like putting yeah. it into it. They were investing yeah. all of this time. Yeah. And then simultaneously, there were really damaging things that were being reinforced yeah. there, um, by some of the leadership, yeah. uh, by some of the culture that was a part of it. Yeah. I personally, I don't want to like badmouth like lots of things that I don't know about. I just know that I have really negative connotations with a lot of people that I cared about that had terrible experiences there. Yeah. But that's not the only story. No, it's, well... <laughs> <laughs> this is me being trying to be polite to you. If you're okay with me bad-mouthing... No, dude, like, fuck that place. Dude, fuck Mark Dicksuck. I just don't... Just fuck like, him. Yeah. Dude, fuck that guy. Yeah, Mark God Driscoll is now still in charge of another church down God. in Texas, another mega church. What a terrible person. God, I get out. Yeah, I no, no, I don't I don't need like I need no one to be polite about it. And I myself am like the least polite of anyone Perfect. about it. And I'm just like, no, like fuck that. Like that was super damaging and there's um but I think the thing like coming back to like our relationship was right. just like and everyone that I've talked to about this has been like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, no, it was fine. But I'm like, no, like, I thought I was right. Hmm. And I and I projected my rightness onto the people in my life. Right. And I, I feel like I did that to you. 
Well, and I, I think that simultaneously, though I wasn't, like, involved in Mars Hill, it didn't matter. Because I was also, we were 19, 20-year-olds yeah. Yeah. who, like, I was also being like, no, I don't drink because it's wrong to drink. Like, I am also... Were you? Yeah, I didn't drink. I didn't drink until I turned 21. Oh. No. This, we are drinking right now for the first time in our entire friendship. No. I real Yes. Did we not drink when you lived, you... when you lived with Aaron? No. You didn't drink then? No. Interesting. No, this we're having our first drink together. Shut up! <laughs> this is our first. Beer I feel like I feel like this. That's hey, like cheers, cheers. There we go, Doc. Cheersing a, a a beer can is very anticlimactic. It is, especially when it's almost empty. Yeah, you're like cheers, and then it just kind of like boom, thump. Yeah, yeah, that's the sound. That's the sound. <laughs> that's the sound. No, we but, were we were young, so there's a little bit of grace to it. But like, I think that there's this point. So I just finished up this tour that was called the Future Ghost Tour, yeah. which is what I talk about, uh, or what I call the people who listen to this because right they now. don't exist yet, but they're listening to it, so they exist as much right now as they do the moment that they're hearing this. I word. love that idea. I I love that thinking about myself that just because I'm not the person listening to this, don't I in the future who's existing when that person's listening? Like I'm somewhere also existing as much as I exist right now. Oh. And so, like, that past version of ourselves, like, how much do we want to hold on to the yeah. shame of this past ghost, and how much do we want to live into this future ghost that is as yeah. good in possibilities as is bad in, in yeah. truths, this past self? Like, yeah. both truths are as real. Yeah, yeah. And I don't feel connected to that person that, like, I'm not, I don't feel, like, shamed or or, like, necessarily connected to, like, eight years ago. Sure. Um, but at the same time, like coming here and even just like, we just got accosted by like all of Dude, when, fourth Ashton. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right before walking into here, we went over, picked up a, a, a power cable from Aaron McConkey, Who's one of my best friends. I'm talking to the future ghost now. I'm just literally directly yep, yep, talking yep. to somebody who's yep. not here. Like, and then I ran in, we ran into a bunch of people into college with, yeah. and it was like, Oh, Whoa. Let's go grab some drinks before Whoa. we do this podcast. <laughs> it's what is that? I like those people. Those are nice people. Those are all amazing but people. What an emotionally it's like walking into a wedding you didn't know you were about to walk into. Like yeah. oh my god, I'm suddenly around so much. There's yeah. so much emotion that is so yeah. associated. So going back to Mars Hill for a second, I had I will not. <laughs> okay, no, we won't. We won't, but something really interesting happened to me the other yeah. day where I got a call. Um, from uh, a guy named Zach Bolin, hmm. who's the front man for a band called Citizens and Saints. That's uh, like a worship band cool. that's become popular in those circles. And uh, they, he said, hey, I'm, 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 I have a solo project, and I'm opening up for Ivan and Alyosha at the oh, Neptune, cool. and, and I need a bass player, and I want you to come play with me. Fun. Did you and, do it? Yeah, I did it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, when it was, was great. That? Uh, this was two weeks ago. So I did that, um, and it was super fun. Like yeah. I, I, it was crazy because I, I've been so busy with like we were running the Kickstarter and we were we were like sure. doing all these different things, and so I literally like we had practice at seven o'clock on Monday night, and I started at noon, running tracks, and I like learned the whole like eight track album that day. That dude, and then showed up really at impressive. practice with I had like 
thing. I like I so I've been doing this lately. I've been doing like an album a year for the past like since I haven't been really like playing music every day. I've been mm-hmm. somebody will go, "Hey, we recorded this album in LA or we recorded it in the studio mm-hmm. and it we've been mixing and mastering. It's been a year and a half. It's been 6 months. It's been whatever." And now we're putting together a band. Maybe somebody recorded all of the parts themselves, and now mm-hmm. they're putting together a band, and they're trying to figure out the process of this thing was done in a in a vacuum in a vacuum. Yeah. And now we're trying to create it live. Right. And so I've been like stepping in with those people and like participating with that. Mm-hmm. And so the first that's so fun. Yeah, the first band I did that with was straight out of college was Deep Sea Diver. Right. I remember when you were doing that with Jeff. Yeah, and that was super fun, and mm-hmm. like because. Like, they're just, like, amazing, beautiful, talented people who have just done amazingly well. Um, there's been, like, people that are from that, like, been, like, <laughs> like, I'll go do something with people and go, and while we're playing or after we're playing, they'll go, oh, this is Chris. He used to play with Deep Sea Diver. And I'm like, oh, that's why you hired me. Like, <laughs> like you know, I didn't actually write those bass parts. Right. That's um, okay. Shush, shush, shush. Yeah, yeah, Stop yeah. But, but, uh, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so I've been doing like an album a year, um, and then recently I started playing with another band. Called... I don't, I, I don't fully know what an album. A year okay, means. so I've been doing an album a year. So yeah. somebody, somebody will like record something, right? And so I'll help somebody like play that live, whether that's just mm-hmm. whether that's like helping them orchestrate like the whole thing, or like more often than not, it's just been like, hey, I need a bass player. Can you for learn this, the album like, and one show performance up or something for like one, that? or it'll turn into like five or six if cool. we're doing something and just like playing that album live and so mm. so yeah like been yeah about like one a year I'll like help somebody with like while I'm like <laughs> studied music and then was like kind of just sick of it right and just had to take a break you were going pretty tough we were going yeah. pretty tough yeah it was man there's like yeah there's a million directions of things that are like we were going so hard we were going so hard it was very exciting but we were clearly having no balance life. We were easily working a 60 to an 80 work week sometimes. Yeah, and the thing that we were participating in didn't exist outside of what right. we were participating Again, in. in a vacuum. In a total vacuum where, like, like people don't get... Like, we weren't actually getting paid. We were getting scholarships. Mm-hmm. But we felt like we were working a job. Sure. But we weren't. It's like college football. Totally like college football. Totally like college Like, oh, we're paying you in this thing that doesn't actually exist. Right. Like, we are paying... There is, like, a, a monetary value that goes into that, but the college probably... It is already paying the teachers that are teaching the classes. It's already paying the rent on the buildings. It's right. already owns the it's dorms a drop in the that you're living. Exactly. It doesn't matter. No. And so, and so you get out of school, and you're like, oh, like, this thing exists, Right. And for me, I just, like, I didn't even give a shit if it existed or not. I just was, like, I'm done for a while. Right. And so just that to say, like, it's been really interesting to, like, start to integrate music back into my life. Mm. Um, I'm playing with another band called Fell From a Star. Um, Jess and I started attending uh, East Lake Community Church in Bothell. Mm. Um, Yeah, so they, you know anything about those guys? No, zero things. Really crazy story. Um, East so, Lake Community Church. Yeah, so they, so they're, yeah, they're in Bothell. Um, so they started out as just like a even evangelical church plant, whatever. Just the, I think the the pastor Ryan Meeks, father was a pastor, so he started a church because that's what you do. Right. And his thing was like evangelical Christianity plus like a little bit of swearing. He said some fuck words. Woo. Yeah. Did right. Not- 
Yeah, and, and so that that church grew to be like they had a campus in Ballard and a campus all over. They were like kind of turned into a mega church, sure. and then um, they started wrestling with ideas of inclusion and wrestling with ideas of uh, just like being more open minded to, to to people of different faith ideas and mm-hmm. faith practices and science and so and, and so the big thing like. The uh, one of the big points in the last existence of this place has been, like their announcement three years ago of being open and inclusive, to LGBTQ mm-hmm. identifying people, and in that, in that, uh, effort lost most of the people that were going to their church Amen. because most of those people weren't ready for that, mm. and left. They should be ready. They should be ready. We should all be ready. Should be ready. That's. I mean, this. So we're we're going because like we we love like we just like we love our friends and we love people and we wanna we wanna like be a part of if we're gonna be a part of anything that exists um, and claims to be loving, right? That love has to extend to everybody, not just some people, right? And the, and the act like that, saying like I'm showing up because I want you to know that if you show up. Others will also like you won't be alone. I'm yeah. gonna want to be one of the people yeah. who won't be letting you be alone in this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been, I because because I existed in that world of like churches and Christianity and planting churches. Like, had the opportunity to talk to people who are like, oh, I'm starting this church, and I explained it to a friend of mine the other day. Like, you know how how you would hear somebody say like if i was alive today i would be at birmingham marching with martin luther king or if Mar- if i was alive in the 60s yeah. it, during the civil rights like i would be i would be doing that i would be i would be doing that yeah. and i and i was like that that's right now mm-hmm. this is a human rights oh, issue absolutely and so if if you're doing anything that is at all vague about your standpoint in that or yeah. about where you stand in that like you're on the wrong side of history mm-hmm. and you're going to continue to be on the wrong side of history. So like make a fucking decision and don't pretend that, that, that by you being vague about it, you're doing anyone any good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think as somebody like I'm not actively engaging in the church right now, I'm not saying that I'm not going to yeah. again, but that's not something I'm doing right now. Yeah. But I think that it's so important for people to, to realize that they don't have to, like, if you're saying, like, I care about these communities that I see this church mm. not supporting, the action is not walk away. It's saying change the format. Change, like, the rules. Like, yeah. it, and, like, if that if the format is unwilling to change, yeah. create new format. Yeah, and church, yes, but just, like, life. Yes, life. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, like, I'm speaking to directly to that. No, for that, sure. This and is so much bigger than a church. No, for sure. But like, I mean, we, like, our engagement in church is like pretty limited as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... Well, it, Chris, that's why I brought you here. Oh, God. <laughs> I know that's you not really true. really have not been reading your Bible and praying oh, every God. day. Oh, <laughs> God. You're right. <laughs> this is accurate. This yeah. Is yeah. So, yeah, no, but it's all of life. No, it, it is. And, um, but that that group of people started there and then like moved on to be like embracing of like science and evolutionary principles of of radical exactly <laughs> like all of these things are so simple that are like like why do we even have to think about this like and but, just but like good on them for doing it 
I know that they're catching up. I know. You're like, God damn it. Like, like let's hit the gas a little bit. But, yeah. But at least the engine's going. No, so it's cool. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. So I, there's, it, and it, so it didn't stop there. And it, like, it, it, like, they're continuing to press forward. And so, like, just that to say, like, this band that I'm playing with mm-hmm. is, like, like, <laughs> it's, like, super ultra poppy Katy Perry sounding tunes. Fun. With, like... Are you shark? Are you the left shark or the right shark? <laughs> I, oh, the, the, I get it. I get it. I don't. I think I'm the left shark. Cool. Cool. Yeah. If they're sharks, I think I'm referencing 2014. So you. Don't, I think no you one, are. No, yeah, I do. Cool. I know it. I know it. Perfect. Oh, I loved that. That you're you're referencing the Super Bowl. I am sports. God, I don't watch sports. <laughs> I watched some sports this week. That's cool. Yeah, that's like one thing that I've never really gotten into. But man. But it's like this super poppy sounding, like very brilliantly written uh, album hmm. with like very like universal loving overtones cool. to it that that has been like really fun to be a part of. Hell yeah. And just to go out and be like, like, oh, like you guys are so loved. By by like there is like there is like not not you guys like 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 in you guys being like everybody like right. we just want you to know that you're important right and that like that like I don't know so I I've been I've been loving playing with with these guys um, yeah to yeah. have to play something and to see it on people's faces that you're like I think that this is communicating yeah this feeling that yeah. I really think is hard to create. Yeah. Yeah, and especially within uh yeah, I guess with with that like it's been especially within like a place that like would have been identifying within Christianity and saying like there is there is like this we don't have to do it this way. Right. Like we don't have to be right. Mm. We like let's practice being wrong. Right. Speaking to self at this point, like speaking to past self at this point, you get to engage in these things that feel like I have to be right or I have to be wrong, but instead saying like, I get to engage in this piece of my life that was important and is still important in a confusing way. Speaking to myself now, um, like, like I can still engage in these church things, even though I don't really know what they mean for me, but I know that I want people to feel loved and accepted and create inclusive spaces for conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that definitely is like a concise way of saying it. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And it's like, and so like I would use the word like church very loosely in like describing whatever it is. Cause like most people that identify themselves as people that are a part of a church would not identify the thing that we're doing as church. Right. I'm sorry. And I keep bringing up church because no, I keep okay. on thinking like, oh, Chris was just talking about church. No, no, no. It's but okay. But, is, but, but no, but there's even this like thing where it's like, like what is, what is this? And, mm-hmm. and so I don't know my, it's, it's been fun because like my like mindset and understanding has just continued to like, to change and like, I, I've been, uh, like, catering, bartending a lot. That's, like, my, like, that's my big boy job. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's that's like, the that's cash how job. I, that's how I bring in the bills. Dude, the investment job. Yeah, and I got into a conversation with, like, one of my coworkers the other day about, like, the, about how, how I think all, all sources and, like, and energies and powers are, like, 
coming from the same place. Hmm. And so whether you're like, whether you're, we're talking about like somebody who's like using some degree of like witchcraft or tarot cards or using like privilege or power, like everybody Hmm. has a choice about like how to use whatever power they're experiencing in a damaging or non-damaging way. Yes. You and, have the potential for good and evil. But, but dude, I, and I explained this to her that I was like, you know, I've always been terrified of horror movies. Hmm. And I understand why now. Because if you don't believe that any of that stuff is real, then you just watch it and you're like, oh, that's a creative way of expressing that <laughs> idea. Right. But if you believe that that's fucking real and you watch a horror movie and you go out to take the garbage out and you're like, even if you're 17 years old. Right. Maybe this is about to happen. Maybe this is about to happen. Oh, maybe because, this is where I get my Because it's real. Off. Right. Yes. And, and so, and so, like, I had this, like, kind of profound experience the other day where I was, like, we were in Yahats, Oregon, and I went into this, like, it's this beautiful hippie town right on the cool. beach. Uh, it was, like, one of the eclipse sightings. Nice. Um, and uh, we went into this crystal shop. That was like this, like just all these beautiful rock formations, and mm-hmm. there's like crystals, and then there's pictures of like like little like figurines of like shaman and witch doctors, cool. and um, different like spiritual figures from like different sorts of religions. And in the past, like that would have freaked the shit out of me, right? Because I would have felt like, oh, there's like there's something mm. here. But I like I went into that shop and was like. No, 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 no. Like, it's all the same. Did you still have the, um, the physical sensation? Did you feel have the, like, my, my past tells me, run away. Well, or I, my past tells me this is bad. Well, I, no, I, I, I felt like when I walked into that room, like, I felt, like, I did feel, like, an energy, hmm. like, from, from whatever is, was, 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 whatever, like, minerals or strengths or powers are in there but instead of going like this is something i need to be afraid of right i went like oh no this is something really cool and sacred and i went out and we got these mayan they called them a mayan it was like this chocolate cinnamon like chili pepper like uh latte kind Mm. of thing that was like amazing and we go (laughs) we step out and there's this woman and her son and she's like i'm like hey what are you doing and she's like polishing a crystal and she has these like crazy blue eyes and I'm with there with my whole family and I'm like like I identify more with like this woman who's like polishing this crystal and has these like insane eyes and like when she looks at me I feel like she's staring into my soul right and I like I identify with like whatever it is that she's like yeah. tapping into right then yeah. and there or just in general is something that like I identify with Wait, I mean, and isn't that isn't that all of that story curiosity? Like yeah. just saying instead of engaging with fear, instead yeah. of engaging with like anger, I engage with curiosity and I find myself somewhere. I find myself in this old woman polishing a crystal. Yeah. I would have never seen me there and I say, Oh, there I am. Yeah. I'm right there in her. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Exactly. And yeah, and it, that's a that's a beautiful thing. Like I'm 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 right there in her. Uh I love that idea, and... I'm still a little bit from Pete Holtz, I think, right now. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Because he, I mean, he'll talk about that a lot, and even he's... Yeah. um, ...talking, um... Yeah, I'm gonna blank his name. That's okay. Uh, uh, really great, um, Buddhist meditative, uh, 
speaker, talks a lot about these things. Ramdas? Thank you, Ramdas. Yeah. Thank you. So he's talking, I mean, he's parodying yeah. Ramdas in this, and he's saying, yeah. like, when you look at someone and you don't see them, you say, I am inside of you, and we're inside of all these things. Yeah, and yeah. You look at someone and you say, there I am, and you see, like, we are, we're just, we're both. Like, yeah. there's not this separation. Yeah. Like, there I am, when yeah. you see truly into someone else. Yeah, yeah. It's it's beautiful, and it it's connective, and... Um, yeah, I think when I walked out of that shop and walked out of the coffee shop, I, I, like, I was, like, I, like, almost got, like, choked up. Like, I almost started crying. Just, like, it was just, it just felt, this was, like, this beautiful experience that I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, I've been so afraid for so long, mm. and I don't have to be afraid anymore, mm. and I don't, and I don't have to be, like, I don't have to be, like, I don't have to wonder like what I should be feeling or what so and so would be thinking. Like I can just be like, who, like, who are who are who are you? Are like, are what experiences have you had? And, and sh- like share common experiences with people right. that are really beautiful. I think that's so lovely, and I think that um, you know we're kind of getting a, a little bit at the end of the time here. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about our relationship and our story and the friendship and like pain that exists in that. And we didn't really get into that, but no. I don't know that we necessarily, I mean, and we can, you and oh, I yeah. independently yeah, 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 outside yeah. of this if we want to, but yeah. like, I felt like I wasn't coming to this conversation being like, ooh, what if there's this tension? Like, I no. didn't, that didn't even cross my mind because mm-hmm. I similar, and I, it seems like you also weren't in that place. Mm-mm. And I think it's because both of us are finding this place where we're engaging in this curiosity and that's how yeah. I'm trying to do to be like, oh, what's this going to be like? Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I think that's a, that's exactly coming into it. But I'm not gonna lie, like I was fucking nervous, mm. in, in a way of like not not only like I haven't recorded a podcast before, sure. but like I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, and this is my space. I know I control this environment. Yeah, exactly. I'm used to this environment. You're coming into my exactly. territory. Yeah, not yeah. Used to. And I was like, well, what if we do start talking about this? Right. And and what does that look like? And like. And so I, I'm, I'm just delighted to yeah. talk to you and to just, like, you've always been such an incredibly warm person. And I think, like, the thing that I was, like, most excited to talk to you about was just, like, thank you for always being, like, a warm, loving person in the world and for, like, continuing to be somebody that is, like, open and to, to everyone. And, I, and that's something that I've, it's always been like, it's like a really impressive trait about you that I've always really admired. And I continue to admire that, um, that I think that you've always just like exuded such love and understanding and, and just like acceptance and, and peace toward people. Um, mm-hmm. And that, those are things that like I, 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 I value um, in increasing levels hmm. and i i just appreciate you hmm. thank um, you so much yeah and i listened to your last episode that you posted last week which one was the last one well you posted the one about um it I was your the, it was the, the first live show it was yes. your live show and yeah. it was just beautiful this one will come out i think a ways after that yeah one, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I i with pure ivy yeah the one with pure ivy and i got and i was like that was the first time that i had heard any of your music hmm. And because I wanted to like listen to what you were doing, so I could like kind of go like, okay, this is where he's at. Like right. I, I listened to the show like, like 
I'll catch up on like a bunch of the episodes and I was like, no, I want to hear what he did like right before, like, or whatever, right before right. I come on, like, however that works. Right. But like, time is funny. Yeah, time is funny. But, yeah. uh, and I just, it was, it was amazing to hear like your, like, just your like warmth come out in your songwriting. And then also just like, I was like, we spent time together when, like, you had written your, like, your very first songs. Yep. <laughs> and so, like, a decade later, yeah. listening to you write these, like, incredibly beautiful, like, mm. using dissonance and consonants and using, like, the, writing these super, like, hooky songs <laughs> that just, like, stick with you. I was just like, God, like, how cool. Thanks, man. To be able to, to, be able to have a relationship with somebody and be able to see, like, this, like, evolution of things that he was good at then and is, like, continues to be good at. Thanks, man. I so, really, really appreciate yeah, that. I don't no. want to cheapen your compliments by, like, being like, well, here's you. No, like, no, no. I, I just, I, I'm trying to be better at that, and I just want to say thank you, and I receive that. Yeah. It's so kind of you. It means but, so much to me. Yeah. I love you, man. Love you, too. Well... Is there any stuff you didn't get to talk about on the podcast that you wanted to talk about? No. It went so fast. <laughs> it went so fast. I can't believe. Like, we're, that was one of the longer ones, and I love it so much. This is so meaningful to me. Mm. Um, I just, poof. I have a lot of, I have a lot of sensation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, um, okay, with Cedrus, though, mm-hmm. um, you stopped this. I'm just going to give it a little bit of time here so we can talk about that. And I'm going to talk about this before the podcast, cool. just in the intro. But you are going to be doing the Kickstarter again, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. Or are you going to, you're going to promote this again? Yeah. So we're, we're going to be using Indiegogo on the second time. Rad. Yeah. Really interesting. I was like, ah, I don't know about that. And so we built a Kickstarter campaign. But then, like, after the Kickstarter wasn't going very well, we started looking into Indiegogo. And it's almost like because they haven't had just, like, Kickstarter. Yeah, Yeah, they haven't been flooded. They haven't been flooded. They've had to develop more. Yes. So they have these beautiful features where you can have, like, hidden features for only people that you, you, like, communicate with directly. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can have a landing page that is set up well before your Kickstarter as yeah. a way to, or your Indiegogo. See, Kickstarter is like Kleenex. Right? Um, oh. <laughs> so you're, it's you're, chapstick. Yeah, exactly. Right before you, exactly. Right before your crowdfunding campaign starts. And so there's a bunch of features that Indiegogo has, and they provide a lot of resources to help people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the people at Kickstarter were super generous. Like, we dealt with somebody, like, specifically who, like, helped us promote some things. But like it just didn't work for what Sometimes we were it doing. Doesn't work, right? Yep. And so yeah, we'll be on Indiegogo, and um, for the next like month or two, we're going to be collecting email addresses of people that are interested in ethically sourced, sustainable, permanently sustainable, um, like wallets, bags, and accessories. Right. And you've got a lot of images of what the prototypes look like. We do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We have a ton of images. We built out the whole campaign. And so on our website, uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. Um Which there's a link to it at the beginning of the podcast at the bottom of the screen. If you scroll down, you'll find it. Yeah. So so if, if, if people are interested in that, they can send us their email address. We won't spam you. Like, we want to get you involved on and this and like we're really trying to 
to create like a, a group of people that are are excited about where where we're getting things mm-hmm. and what happens to the stuff we use within its lifespan and afterwards. Cool. And so like without going too much longer at all, like something that I'm really excited about is called uh, like circular design um, principles. Yeah. And I'm working Get on it. a I'm working on a certification right th- right now for this, but um, so you've had like the traditional like recycling for metal or tech items, and you've had the traditional composting mm-hmm. of bio items, but uh, circular design principles have a, this thing called the the but like a butterfly diagram that mm. follows the traditional linear path of raw materials to landfill hmm. and at every step from harvesting to manufacturing to retail to consumer use to consumer discarding it's bringing it back to it's the bringing top. it back so so not all the way to the top so recycling and composting bring it all the way back to the top to a raw material right but every time you bring it to that you lose all this energy hmm. and so it's looking at designing something from the beginning from conceptual from, from conceptualization to be able to loop back and and either be reused really easily or to be able to, to be discarded in a way that can then be used for another specific purpose. I want you to do a video about this because the hand gestures you're doing to uh, help describe this are yeah, okay, so yeah, important. It's, it's, a, it's like, it, it is amazing it's, because you're... It's really part of this description. Okay, it is, it is. <laughs> I can do a video for it. Yeah, but, you should. Yeah, but um, so I just, I stumbled upon this um, within the, like, working on these, like, barked, uh, the the, um, the the bark product that we're working on for Cedrus and um, and it's like what I'm most excited about mm. and it actually taps into things that I was doing with Filson it taps into like the things in the world that like I can like look at my daughter and go like I'm not gonna actively contribute to fucking this place up anymore oh yeah for you mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the best thing a dad can say to his daughter yeah like I'm going to <laughs> fight to make to, to at least try to recover some of the shit that Absolutely. we participated in. So cool. Well, I am really thrilled to get to talk mm. to you about this. Um, we already did the cheers, which officially ends it. And then we went some more. So I'm going to give you one more cheers, and it's going to be a really good high five. Let's do this. Cheers. Oh. Cheers, dog. Cheers. Cool.